I'm Dana Townsend, a disabled Black woman living with MS. I'm a professor, content creator, and all-around dope person. Unlearning and unpacking all the toxic junk I've picked up while living most of my life as a temp and enable a society. I'm Carlos Kareem Wyndham, they, them. I am a black and native facilitator, comedian, and musician living with MS. Join us as we explore and examine the Venn diagram of culture, politics, and more. The full range of intersectional issues facing disabled folk in a racist and ableist world. We will raise our spirits while we raise your awareness and we all raise the temp on these temps, uh, temporarily abled people, to help them get some act right. Join us this season on Myelin and Melanin, Raising the Temp. But Ardra Shepard wrote, she blogged about it. Mm. And it was an article, you know she's in Canada. Mm-hmm. But Canada, and they've had it, but I think they just, they revised the the law but um, it's a medical assistance and dying law. And um, I think it's your life and, you know, you, your life, your choice. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so th- the article is about this woman who has MS and she got approved. She's going to get HSCT done as her last ditch effort, um, you know helping improve her quality of life, but she's been approved through their Ministry of Health if she chooses to be eligible for medical assistance when dying. So anyway, mm-hmm. so, you know, her, you know, disease, you know, notwithstanding, I think it should be eligible for everyone should be eligible, you know, not just for arbitrary reasons, but if you have a disease or a condition that is incurable, that you know, reduces your quality of life to an extreme degree, causes a lot of pain, mental, physical, whatever, I think that you should be able to die with dignity. Anyway, what what do you think about medical assistance and dying and euthanasia and all those things? Um, good morning. Good morning. Wait a minute, right? Like, good Hi. morning. How are How you? you? What do you, you think doing? about death? How you doing? How are you this morning or this afternoon? Oh. I'm asking you for real. How are you this afternoon? I'm all right. Are you? Because you yeah. was ready to jump in, boy. I like right. what's happening. Right. I mean, I'm good. I've been at it, you know, grading and you know, waiting for students to come to my office hours and virtual yeah. office hours and all yeah. that. So, yeah. So I'm like all my brain is like all like ready to go to talk about you know, important things and all all that. Caffeinated and jacked up. Right. But actually, before we even get into anything, we didn't do this when we talked last time about our silver lining. Sure didn't. I was going to ask. I I was going to ask you. I hope you thought of one because I was getting ready to ask you, what's your silver lining? What's going on? Right. You know, I think my silver lining is being a professor. And I'll say that for for many reasons, because Mm -hmm. I love teaching. I love doing this This is what I've done for a long time. And I'm very privileged to be able to be in the position where because I think that that's a powerful position, I would argue, you know, even more powerful than a lot of the 
you know, so-called people in power. But anyway, so I'm saying this for a very specific reason now. So first of all, we know that higher education is big business. Right. And that's a whole other conversation that we, you know, won't get into now. But, you know, I constantly have publishers contacting me, you know, they want us to use their books and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm always interested in seeing what's, you know, what's out there. And so I had a publisher contact me and they contacted me, I don't know, a couple months ago and offered to send me a free you know, a review copy of their okay. text. Okay. I reviewed it and he followed up and he wanted to set up a meeting. We did. And, you know, I was going through the book and I focus, which not a lot of sociologists do unless they have a reason to. But when I talk about health and illness, I focus a lot on disability and ableism on all of those things in the social yeah. context, yeah. whatever, because that's my thing. I focus on that. So, you know, I was particularly interested in their that's chapter. Because that's sort of right, my thing. Disability is my thing. Um, but <laughs> so, you know, I'm particularly interested. And this is for an introduction to sociology class. Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking a look at their health and illness chapter. And there's absolutely no mention of disability at all in Nothing. there. Nothing. And that is unusual because most of the texts, and I will argue too, most of the texts, they don't do a very, in my opinion, complete job of really getting right. into the dynamics. And obviously, like, this is just an intro, like, you know, uh, framework course. But right, right. nonetheless, there was absolutely no mention of it in there. And so, you know, I'm talking to the rep and, you know, I'm like, I, the book is good. I, you know, I like it, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I let him know, like, there's But it squeezed me, though. I have a question. Right, exactly. And he's like, oh. You know, of course, he's a temp. And, you know, temps are temps. That's how they do. That's how they do. You can't see it you need glasses. Right, exactly. So, you know, of course, I mean, it is what it is. I wasn't, well, I was kind of surprised because, like, it's kind of weird that that's not even a mention. But anyway, so I, you know, bring that up and we're talking blah, blah, blah. And he tells me that he's going to reach out to their editorial board and to the author to address this and nice. to, you know, see what he says, whatever. And so the rep got back to me. He uh, responded, yes. So we had our meeting on Thursday. And so he gets back to me yesterday, which is Friday. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he had, you know, he had heard back from his editorial board and the author and, you know, the author who, you know, is a sociologist, like, it's not like it's just some random person off the street, like this is a real learned person, you know, Mm -hmm. so, and I say all that to say that again, I'm I'm very disappointed that that wasn't in there. But anyway, temps, we don't know, we know all that. Anyway, so that's like, like wait, 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 wait. That's like being disappointed in white people for being white people. You know what I'm saying? You know like, you can't, that you're you can't, so you right. gotta stop. You gotta stop being disappointed. They they are what they are. They are what you're so right. You know you're what I mean? So right. We we say yep. what we say, but you're gonna the, the and I only say that because be, having been um black uh all my life, that that you will end up giving yourself an aneurysm. Yep. If you just You're keep so right. freaking out every time you remember mm-hmm. the last episode, you was talking for like 20 minutes about how you was the temp 
and you was the most tempiest temp. So the most tempiest temp. You know yep. what I'm saying? So I know so, how temps think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we know you've studied them. So it's okay. It's You're okay. You're so right. You know what? You're so right. Give yourself that grace. I shouldn't Give yourself be, that grace. I shouldn't be outraged. And I'm not outraged. Because you should I be outraged. You should be outraged. I'm just saying let it simmer. You're so right. You're Let so it right. simmer. You know what I'm saying? We making rue. Yeah. We making rue. Right? You're, you're so right. And uh yeah. you know, there's gonna be a lot more of them in a post post uh COVID world, whenever that Ugh. happens yes. to be in 15, 20 years, and they find out all the uh comorbidities that they now carry. Uh, uh so you know. Yeah. Rue. Let's let it cook. Yeah. Let's let right. it cook. We raising the, yeah. let's raise the tent. We're raising the tent. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Perfect. stupid, Perfect. stupid. Okay, you were saying. Okay, so, you know, he, the author got back to him and he tells me like the author agrees and he could put something, he could revise that chapter in like a new edition, like now, if I talk, can talk to my department and convince them to adopt that text. I didn't respond to him yet, but I was. And I can do the moral, I can do the moral thing in my book if you promise you're going to buy it. I pr- yes. if you promise. Wow. Right, was... and he did. I'm sure he, you know, used nicer language, but no extortion. It was very... I, there's not nice enough language for extortion. <laughs> You're right, and the whole basic thing is you should want. No, this is what he said. He said he could have a draft in my hands by next week if I agree to talk. Whatever. It's like it was so weird, and yeah. See, that's odd because here, okay, all right, here's what I, I don't name who it is because I want mm-hmm. you to have the opportunity to deal with them. May, right. may I suggest a counter? Yes. What if you were to say, tell you what, I'll match you, okay, but I'm writing a forward. Hmm. You sound like my sister. She like essentially said like, you know. Yeah, I'm writing the forward or I'm writing the jacket. One of the two. An introduction, a second introduction, whatever. A suffix. But I'm writing three pages about how this even came to be. And or we will be in conversation. It will be dictated, documented, the whole thing. And I will have final edit on what you publish from that conversation in the context of this. If that, okay, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, fuck him. What, the, what is that nonsense? Oh. That No, no. Mm-mm. I mean, so many things. Well, first of all, you know, yes, if you do this, if you buy my book. That's but, whack. But that said, also, like, are you suggesting that, and again, like, let... I get it to a certain extent that he could have the draft tomorrow if whatever. But that being said, if and I've got to keep my mind because the, the fact of the matter is, is that I don't have that much power to because a lot of folks in my department teach that intro class. And so I would really have to go to bat for this book. And I mean, 
the book is good. I, you know, it's, it is what it is, but it's not something right, that right, I'm right. going to put so much energy into to try to convince yeah. the department that we need to change. No, our that's curriculum. big, that's big stuff. It is. But that said, if I, I'm keeping my eye on this because if nothing changes because I didn't do these things, that is a play. serious problem. Listen, you know, you know, that's gross. That's gross. So wait, where was the silver lining in this? That I'm a professor. That I have the, uh, because the powerful thing in that is that if it went in a, in the perfect way, the author would have said, damn, I totally didn't do that. I'm going to revise this now. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Period. End of story. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm embarrassed. Sorry, let me fix that. That is the the appropriate answer. Exactly. Regardless of if I'm going to. Thank you. If we're going to use the book. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Those are the words, the the phrase that they were stumbling for. Yes, exactly. I didn't see that. And I'm not going to fault you for that. You don't know what you don't know. But but again, like to frame it in a way that like I'll do this. If, yeah. you know, whatever. And I don't want to put words in his mouth. It's the Maybe man, right? Just That's the yeah. man yeah. shit. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, but the silver lining, the whole bottom line is that that is a powerful thing. I think because the fact of the matter is, is that if, let's just say, if this happens, because I met with this publisher right. and recognized this, it's an issue, and the book is going to be revised to have this important concept and content added. And so I felt incredibly encouraged and powerful that, you know, I can change the narrative in a small way. That's right. So anyway, That's that was right. my silver lining. That's right. So yeah, it was like a shitty thing, like mixed in with the silver lining. Well, that's what the silver lining is, right? Because the silver lining is like, oh, look, okay, there's something in the cloud. <laughs> it's okay right yeah you're so right uh i uh had uh silver lining I, I two things one is uh very briefly and i did mention it uh got to listen to the last episode with you and kim mm-hmm. a great conversation what a great conversation uh and uh listening to you both allow yourself the freedom to converse honestly and to converse freely um, and not to be stuck in some paradigm of, oh, well, we're supposed to be the disability people. Why are we talking philosophy right. and religion and spirituality? What, what right. do you mean? What does that even, what, what, what? Of course right. you should. Of course you right. would. Well, how would you not? Who's going right. to have been thinking more about spirituality than us? What it, like what it, what it was the question right so that i you know i i recognize the part of us that is still and you discussed it in the episode it was so vulnerable and so great self-retreating mm-hmm. from how wonderful we are and how much we deserve all of everything that there is right mm-hmm. uh that we deserve to just claim it it shouldn't even be a question it was still life-affirming and and I also recognized how you stepped into the question, though, right? Because the discussion did that. Like, 
you'd catch it. I, I, I could hear the social script catch you both once in a while. Oh God, what am I talking about? What are we doing? And then you right. jump right back into it because it was too good. It was too rich and it was too important. And right. yeah, that was, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Thank you. That was fantastic. Thank you. That was one of them for sure. The other was just a uh, comedy. There was so much in my own life over the last two weeks. Part of why I wasn't able to be here was mm-hmm. participating in the Northwest Black Comedy Festival, the sixth annual, uh, and got to uh, host a live edition of Smoke and Mirrors with Mike Crenshaw. That was so dope. I've been waiting to do that live. I it's I love doing it this way. This is my this doing this with people any kind of way. My favorite thing in the world doing this on raising the temp just the best. Are you kidding me? And I've been wanting to have conversations live in front of people since I'm six years old since Johnny Carson. Do you know what I'm saying? Since Mike Douglas, I'm like, come on, I want to do it. So I got to do that. That was fun. I haven't gotten to do something like that. In like 15 years, last time I did that was with Boots Riley in, in the Bay just so many years ago. Got to host Proud and Out Loud, uh, the queer uh, and uh, very gay uh, comics who came up onto the stage. Uh, it just incredible. Mixed Dahlia Bell, my partner in comedy, was up there just, just oh my God, she... She kills me every time. She kills me every time. And to be able to host uh, there for her, for Dirty Angel, so incredible. And then uh, just last uh, Thursday, we did uh, the Aftermath, uh, the regular thing that Dahlia and I host together. And we had an all-blackity-black edition for uh, Black History Month. We are in the last days, the waning days now. Uh, Mm -hmm. folks are probably not listening to this then because that would be near impossible, but, (laughs) um, in, in, in time travel days, you remember black history month. (laughs) Uh, and so we celebrated that it was absolutely gorgeous. And that, that happened. I needed it so badly and I didn't realize why, um, as with you very long (laughs) way that it mattered so deeply to me, but that was the same night that the, the same night that Putin lost his mind, the same night that uh, Russia decided that not even Russia, because again, the government is against it. The population is against it. Decided that, uh, Hey, we're invading Ukraine. We're doing it. Here we go. This is it. And, you know, Oh, one thing on that. A lot of people are still calling it the Ukraine. It's not the Ukraine. It's just Ukraine. That's like Ukraine, the JC right. Pennies, right? I'm going to the target. No, you're not. You're going to target. Um, so getting deeper into the history of what was happening, because you know, a girl like me got to be up in the shit. I'm going to be in it. If there's some shit happening. Oh, wait, free, wait, someone's invading somebody. Who's <laughs> supposed to not do it? I want to know. Right. Um, I grew up in the 80s, uh, you know, here, uh, grew up in the shadow of Rocky Four, all of it. So, you know, Red Dawn, I saw in theaters, the original. So, you know, I've always been under the propaganda and had very big questions 
about why we hate the idea so much, because politically, the idea of communism sounds great to me. I am no champagne socialist, cannabis communist, am I? Right. And still, since the wall has fallen, it's been a very complicated position to try to take. And then this. And so, okay, let me find out what's really happening. Let me get into it. Not only to come to the the very clear realization that uh, a lot of this was set up by Paul Manafort under Trump and pre-Trump with all of his business trying to soften up Ukraine. Then Trump with that, remember that phone call when he was fucking around with their money with $400 million? Mm -hmm. That's for self-defense. That's what that was for. And it never got fully restored. It never got fully restored, not to the degree that it needed to. And it was way too Mm -hmm. late over some fuck shit, right? So that happened. And now here we are, right? It was to prevent this moment. And where I walked on stage that night and I thought, what the fuck use is comedy? Like, what am I doing? What, 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 what is this? Like, I, uh, what am I going to go consult somebody out of, out of war now? That's nobody needs right. that. Yeah. I can't sing a song that's going to make you stop. And I don't have a joke that's going to f- freeze this up. So what the fuck am I doing? Right. And in doing the research is when I learn what we're all learning, right? The Zelensky, the president, who is in the streets, in the streets, giving mm. guns to grandmas today. If, again, I don't know what day you're hearing this, he's alive today, is a comic, a former comic and actor who became president by beating dozens of other candidates, the popular choice, and is in these streets. And I just can't help but think that the little bullshit about being nervous about running out on stage and telling my little jokey jokes, or the idea that comics are so brave for la la la, you know, somebody needs to let. Dave Chappelle, Louis C.K., and Joe Rogan know this is what the fuck a comic putting it on the line looks like. Mm-hmm. And in the same spirit as France Fanon, that's my nigga now. That's my motherfucker right now. You know what I'm saying? And that's my silver line. And I'm like, God damn it. That's goddamn right. When was the last time a comic in the United States was even going to get arrested to say some shit. This motherfucker out here in the streets giving guns to grandmas. Come on now. That's so, listen, peace in the world. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating to be in no goddamn war. Here's what I'm saying though, to the Gandhian motherfuckers out there who like, oh no, what you saying? What you saying? Here's what I'm saying. That idea works if you've got some kind of a stage and some kind of a moral gauge that you're going to be able to sway somebody with. And that is not what is happening 
right the fuck now. Right the fuck now mm-hmm. what is happening is an invading army is coming in and killing motherfuckers and dropping bombs all over the goddamn place. And what is happening is that very scraggly motherfuckers out there doing their best to replicate the Ewok scenes from Return of the Jedi and just start <laughs> swinging logs into these goddamn tanks and get some freedom up in this shit. So that's my silver lining. I love comedy right now. It's my it's my motherfucker right now. I feel so goddamn committed right now. I can't even tell you. I would love to hear. This is like totally off the subject of the point of your silver lining, but I I'm curious to hear some of his comedy. You know, like I It was very yeah. fine. He did yeah. skitty Okay, skitty he wasn't spread. hilarious. He was okay. ve- well, he, listen, I can't say he wasn't hilarious because I don't know the context. Right. Okay. Comedy fair. is contextual, right? Yes. If you're not in the context or of the context, it's you know you know you're what right. it is. If you're there with the you're comics totally right. and with the audience, it, it can, you could be laughing at some shit you didn't even want to be laughing at. You feel bad, like so, oh shit, it's so, so true, right? Yes. Yep. He was a poli- he's political comic. No, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. political comic. Right. He had skitty skits where he played the president, right on mm-hmm. TV. Right. Did a mm-hmm. little shit like that. A little bit John Stewarty, little, little, you know, that kind of, you know, news desky kind of businessy. You know, listen, a lot of stand ups are like, well, that's not comedy and pop, 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 and they're not fighting for the same thing. Nigga, Dave Chappelle was just fighting to shut down a homeless goddamn facility, a facility for, for affordable housing. That's, he was fighting to, to be allowed to just terrorize groups of people calling us whatever kind of whatever call with his little whack ass hack ass alphabet jokes about queer people if i gotta hear one more thing about the alphabet people or the thems my lord y'all can you find something original to say insult me better lord joe rogan out here fighting to fucking call me a nigga i don't know I, I like what is happening right now meanwhile Zelensky out here fighting to free a whole goddamn country like ah, no 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 we're not, we're not the same. We're not built the same. We're not built the same. That's my team. At all. That's my team. That's my team. Yeah. You here for the real, real? Okay. We're here. We're here. Mm-hmm. You're here for what? Well, you just got to make them laugh. That's not my team. That's not my team. Yeah. That's not my team. That's not my team. You so, are so right. Yeah. I'm, I, I think that, you know, the fact that he, he had garnished national fame and attention right doing satirical comedy i don't know that we would understand what the hell the joke is right 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 but i have said the exact same thing about my own set as i'm delivering it i don't know if i know what the joke is but here we go you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you just tell some truths you share some 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 uh community and hopefully try to open some minds to me right Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if there's anyone who's punching up harder than that right. dude today. Like, it's just, right. it's, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. So that's me, my silver. I love that. That's my silver. You know, prayers up. You know, I mean, there's not a better way for me to find a way to, again, remind myself. Because I did. I felt like, oh, Really? I'm really, I really am the person who's going to be just playing songs on the deck of the Titanic, huh? Damn. All right. But, you know, remembering how important that role really is, though. 
Mm-hmm. How important yep. it really is. Because everybody ain't getting off, but some people are. Yeah. And it's going to be more people if we can keep folks a little light. All right, come on, let's keep thinking. Yes. Let's keep moving. So, yeah. Kind of the same that. as yours, right? It, it really is. Kind of the same as yours. I very often think of it as facilitating without any uh, interaction. Yes. You don't get to talk Definitely. back. That's all. I get yep. to say what the fuck ever. You're right. You're right. <laughs> With that said, you want to get into death. it? I like 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 whether or not I want to die. Right, death. <laughs> so, do we have as human beings have the right to say when this is all done? When we're done? I'm, I think so. I mean, I, you know, I live in Oregon, so, the, you know, this is a right to die state, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dr. Kevorkian and a lot of the work that, that was done was done here around here mm-hmm. for this purpose, right? For, and again, it's not, it's not nilly willy. It's not because you're uncomfortable. It's right, not because, right. oh, I got a new hip and the shit don't really work right now. Right, right. Like that ain't. You don't, you don't just like, oh, well, that's it. Check out, right? You know, here's right. morphine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's terminal patients, right? Now, you can get all epistemological and say we're all terminal patients. Everybody dying right, right now. Fine. Right. We're talking about people who are in their last or facing their last days. Mm-hmm. And the choices about whether or not one feels they have lived their life, right? Did you do what you came here to do? Mm-hmm. I I can't tell someone they didn't. Right. You know what I mean? So to my mind, you know, and, and again, while it is in particular, and I'm so glad that Aubrey wrote the, wrote the, uh, contributed to the article and, and mm-hmm. all of the things because mm-hmm. I, I do think it is an essential question for folks with degenerative diseases, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which is different than just dealing with chronic illness because, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know. You don't yeah. know. You, you, you could be in remission. That's wonderful. That could, that could end. Something could change. Mm-hmm. Something could change. We don't know, right? And so yeah. should one find one's body to be betraying them and your brain eating itself certainly i i think fits into that category right um (laughs) that um you know look if there's not a get down to get to there if there's not a get down left and you know this is these are this is it. You're or it's closing in, mm-hmm. calling in friends, calling in family, celebrating your own life, mm-hmm. going down for a nap, and not getting back up does not sound the worst to me. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's so many. I, I yes, a hundred percent to everything that you said. I think that there's so many questions and not questions about whether or not that's okay or not, 
But thinking about, and I don't know, you know, so just full, like, I don't know about, you know, different countries, you know, laws and all, all of those right, things. Right, right, right. I do know that, you know, Canada specifically, because that is what Ardra, you know, she's writing from that right, context. Right. She's in Canada. I know that they have socialized medicine. Okay. So theoretically, everybody has access to treatment for whatever sort of ailment yes. they have. Yes. And other and I don't know what other countries offer these services, but the countries that I am aware of also have, you know, a socialized medical system where everybody theoretically, again, theoretically, have access to treatment for whatever, you know, ailments ailments they're dealing with. So that said, hypothetically somebody who is dealing with whatever they're dealing with physically, medically, have access to mm. the care, the drugs, the, all that, that they need to, you know, help accommodate their situation. Right. But we here in the United States, and of course, America, <laughs> don't have, you know, federally any sort of right to die. Oh, that being shit. said... We ain't, we ain't got federal medicine. Right, we exactly. So that said, if you're sick, <laughs> fuck you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Regardless yeah. of if you have, you know, Medicaid or, you know, or any of these programs or not, like you're sick, you're, you know, sorry, like figure it out. Girl, I've been waiting my inhaler for three days. I've been waiting on my inhaler for three days. I'm like, ooh, this is going to run out. Right. This is going to run out. So what's my point? My, my point in saying this is that so when folks go up to, and I don't know what the whole processes are, like to go in front of these boards to, you know, plead your case, you know, and I'm being extra. Mm. But, you know, to state your case, like, hey, this is my situation and I think I'm done. You know, they mm, have mm. had the opportunity to explore all of the different options, you know, treatments and whatever, because, you know, you don't have yeah. to pay to, uh, theoretically, yeah. you don't have to pay to, um, you know, get medicine and all those things. So yeah. I guess in one's conscience, they could, you know, for the, the gatekeepers of, you know, this, they can honestly say in conscience, this person had every, we gave this person every opportunity to address the issues that may have improved their life. So they're making this decision and we're at peace with that. You know what I'm saying? We could never do that right, shit right, here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Never here in the United States where, you know, medicine and the healthcare system is for people who can afford it there is no way that somebody yeah. could go up to a medical board and say you know hey i'm done and the medical board say well have you tried this 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 and this no because i can't afford it then what you know and i don't know what it is mm -hmm. in every state i'll, I'll mm -hmm. be honest and i'm only saying that because we did consider it and look into mm -hmm. it with my mother and she was able to die as mm -hmm. she wanted. She was home, surrounded mm -hmm. by family. I was actually in the room with her. So she she had all of that. And we did have hospice, mm -hmm. home hospice care. 
Now, what I will say is that that is born of an enormous amount of uh, advantage that is the result of mm-hmm. planning, right? Uh, and years of sacrifice mm-hmm. on my mother's part. She was a school teacher. Uh, so that's where that yeah. was even, you know, that when that was a paying mm-hmm. gig, right? When, when right. elementary school was a job, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and a, a career, mm-hmm. she had that career. And so it did afford her the opportunity to be able to, to have that mm-hmm. experience uh, with home hospice. I, I will say that while our healthcare system is shite, that when they are not exploited by some uh, hospice mm-hmm. farm, uh that the healthcare workers by and large are very committed to upholding the hippocratic oath mm-hmm. yes and so i'm not saying you know in a hypothetical situation let's say where it was somebody else's mother and not my mother and they had wonderful hospice care what they may have done would have been to offer you what levels of morphine would mm-hmm. help ease pain and what levels of morphine would help ease breathing. Mm-hmm. And then they are gone at night. And that is just mm-hmm. what that is. So, again, it does mean in it because it is not just a matter when we talk about America and the healthcare system, it is overall the fact that we live in this white supremacist capitalist patriarchy yeah. that means compassionate care is not as you suggested. Uh, the central focus of healthcare no. in the United States. And so it does make it a much trickier conversation. I'm sure it's an equally tricky conversation as you suggested though, in, uh, in Canada, because, uh, you know, for anything else that is true of, of her disabilities, Ardra is a uh, very uh, phenotypically acceptable yes. white woman to white people, mm-hmm. even within Canada. I'm going to guess that not everyone has the same opportunities. Yes, as a pretty skinny white blonde lady Listen. with MS. Yes, I'm just guess. I'm guessing. I don't know. You know, it's it's interesting to say that. And again, I just sent you this and you didn't have time to read the whole thing. But the woman who she is talking about in the article, who is a woman who has MS and has, you know, explored um, the they call it the MAID program, the medical assistant, medical assistance in dying program. Is a so it's not Ardra herself, but it's someone she's talking about who is a white woman 
who was an athlete and an artist who, because mm, of MS, mm, like, mm, mm, mm. but that being said, I'm going to guess that she also, you know, is a, well, clearly she's a white woman, but I will also guess talking, that she's talking about Janet. an affluent, right, that she is yeah. more affluent than the average person. So that being said, when we think about these things, would the experience of even accessing any sort of program like that be the same if it was some just, you know, regular black woman? Mm. No. Mm. No. I mean, you know, you know yeah. and she's not, again, she's not regular, regular, and she is, right? Because I don't mm. know. Uh, it's not, it's not uh, my chosen aesthetic, which is not a Well, concept. right. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, for a middle-aged white woman anywhere on earth, uh, to get that kind of, uh, treatment and elevation that, you know, again, because it is white supremacist, it is going to be white women. It's going to be, uh, Jenny, uh, mm -hmm. it is going to be, uh, folks who fit a phenotyp phenotypical description, mm -hmm. right? That are going to be the first who are afforded the opportunities for any of these measures, right? And that's mm -hmm. going to be with any measure that we talk about, yeah. I would imagine. Until, of course, using our bodies for the curative is uh, what's at hand. And then, then they're pretty quick. They're mm -hmm. pretty quick with that. The whole bottom line of this, yes. If you're, I mean... Bottom line of all this, everything is white supremacist, patriarchal, in our context, capitalist system, period. That, that I guess that's just the whole bottom line of everything. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the accessibility that I, you know, it, well, it's two questions though, right? Because it's like, should people have this, this, the, the access to this and this, right? Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. That's easy. Right. Again, we do not live in a country that moves from compassion. The Hippocratic Oath does not necessitate the compassion be practiced. That's not right. in it, right? It's about, I'm, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to do harm. Right, yes. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, 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 you know, man, I help a whole bunch, but I ain't going to do no harm. You're so right. Like, okay, but that's not, you're not offering compassionate care. 100%. Right? And we're not, again, collectively, doing the work that would be necessary to pull ourselves from the jaws of white supremacist capitalist patriarchy, which would mean centering the needs of the most impacted, mm -hmm. which would mean finding the, the uh, exploring the uh, possibilities for those of us with uh more advanced and and more remiss ms doesn't mm -hmm. matter right wherever you are on the spectrum you're on it mm -hmm. and so how do we with on that spectrum for those who are the most impacted first alleviate and improve the quality of living yes just start there second we're not in the place of talking about cures. All right. But we are in the place of talking about we can freeze some shits mm -hmm. sometimes if we've got the right matches. Da, 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 da. 
Great. Why is that not being provided? Right. Provide that. Right. And then lastly, if we find ourselves in final stages, should we have those options? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. To, a, including all of the options that my mother was afforded. Mm-hmm. Every, every single human being. Now, every single human being may not want to die at right. home. There may be mm-hmm. many reasons to get me out of this motherfucker. Right. But, <laughs> right. To have those options afforded again. You know, and I don't know what it is about the tone and tenor of the right and the neoliberals that moving beyond the very, very, very low bar of doing no harm to the place of empathy, compassion, uh, and expressions of love, which if you're showing expressions of love for the other, you're showing expressions for yourself, why this would not be at the top of the list right? for, for the, you know, for the right wing who, by the way, politically are still, I'm still baffled by the fact that they are the team that is bringing out representation uh, of, yeah. of, of what it is to be disabled. Mm-hmm. And our side be over here still pretending with this Roosevelt in the fucking wheelchair and right. blanket on his legs bullshit. Like, come on. I think too, backtracking a bit, you know, thinking about this idea of quality of life, it's not only affording people a quality of death, you know, these options to but yes. when you say quality of life, you know, let we'll just talk about MS in particular. When you get to like yeah, yeah. access to things like home care, assistance like that, that allow mm. you to live your best mm. life. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are things that we don't care about. Like, uh, you know, like very yeah. basic things like assistance to basic to help shit. you do the things to be able to, you know, do your thing. The people take for granted. Exactly. People take for granted. Like, you know. It, look, the, Da Vinci, if, to do what Da Vinci did, Da Vinci didn't do most of it. Da Vinci didn't draw shit. Da Vinci wasn't building shit. Da Vinci was no, 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 no. That's bullshit. Da Vinci was like running around telling other niggas what to do. Hey, build some wings for me to go and look like this. Here, here's what I think the parameters are going to be. I did a sketch. Check it out. Build that shit. All right. Uh, here's a drawing. Hey, stay in there and pose naked for me. Look, at, I think this is the symmetry what a human being should look like, give or take. Apply this to some shit, right? But you can't crank out that much without yes. assistance. To live in a body with MS is to be doing the work of Da Vinci mm-hmm. every day. That just to like, oh, did I take all of my medicine today? Did that happen? Did I remember? I don't know. Let me check my pillbox and my fucking timer and my phone and see if I did, right? Uh, did I remember to get my prescriptions on time? Uh, let me check all my, you don't, if you have an assistant, like, come on, laundry, there's something, there's the thing. Getting dressed. There's the thing. Hey, changing in the bed, getting right. dressed. How about that? These how, about, things, how about that? Yes. I, yeah, I can type with just my voice. Sure. Can't brush my teeth with just my voice. Right. 
That's not a thing. And these are very easy things to rectify. You know what I'm saying? Like if we, you know what? It's super easy. easy. If it was nationalized, come on, there's a nursing shortage. Nationalize it. Pay people what the yes. value is of the actual job. $22 an hour is right. barely a poverty wage. Pay people what the job is from right. the treasury that we have plenty of money in. And then Period. soft, soft. And you get the benefit of whatever the skills are that all of these folks living with disabilities who are being under accessed, under resourced, such that we don't know what we're missing most of the Listen, time. Yes. You know, this is going to sound so like, who the fuck does she think she is? But I believe that the people who come into my life to assist me doing these everyday ADL things are very lucky to even come in contact with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I don't just allow anyone in like my personal space and my just, you, you know, like, and I say that to say that we just kind of throw people who require assistance for whatever reason away. Like they're like, just like eh, useless people. But I feel like, no, like you are so like, you just have no clue who I am. Like you are. And I'm not saying that the people don't think that, but that being said, collectively, like everybody, not just me, like, you know, we are human beings who, contribute a lot to the world and like let's spread that around so anyway yeah you know that's it that's it right yeah it's not i mean it's not the you know a question of like you know this idea that somehow the school system or the the business sector is about to discover the next whomever uh and i don't know what they think they're after right because it's like i mean you can look for your next elon musk if you want to but like his last car just caught on fire dog like i don't know like his shit sucks like there's nothing about this dude that's okay why would you want more of that shit right uh celebration of bezos like oh the biggest hoarder look yay you know, looking for the next mind that can transform possibilities mm-hmm. for humanity, whether that be through doing the mathematics that put us on the moon, that, that, that is what gets lost when opportunity mm-hmm. is denied. We don't, you know, everybody talking about where's the next Octavia Butler. I promise you she's locked in an apartment mm-hmm. someplace by herself yep. with a lot of ideas that she can't get out and nothing to do but sit around and think about ideas. And if she had two bits of assistance, we'd, we'd have our next series. You know what I'm saying? We'd have That's our next it. 10 series that we need. Yep. And so, yeah, no, we have the right to die if we want to. Yeah. To answer I mean, the question. It's easy, my life, my choice, my, <laughs> yeah. And who are we yeah. to qualify? When to die. Not not just, you know, it's not suicide. I think that's the other thing is that the, the, the frame of assisted suicide that carried over from the 90s 
uh, it has not done right. us any favors no, you're right. in terms of being able to move forward um, uh, moving yeah. in the United States. We also live in a place where like, though, you know, we, it, we're not consistent with our medical practices. No. They don't make sense. No. Which complicates the whole, the whole thing. Theoretically, at the end of the day, we have the right to die with dignity for our reasons. And I guess who are we to judge someone else's, someone else's I'm done, whatever that means to them. You know, we live in, and Ardra alludes to this in her uh, piece, that we live in a society Mm. where, and when I say a society, like the mindset in a world, the mindset is that if, I become disabled, physically disabled. I'd rather die. Like this is what the general public feels. Like, oh, what? Oh yeah, you, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I'd rather die than be in a wheelchair. I'd, you know, like so. This is right. the, this is the attitude of most people. So that's it. And of course, we know that that's not, you know, being disabled is not a fate worse than death. But that said, that is the general theme. You know, that's the general attitude. So that said, we have people making decisions for people who are the very essence of what you are terrified of being. Folks like the, and again, again, I, and I want to say, like, I, I don't believe that disability is a fate worse than death. It's not. And, you know, obviously it's not. But that being said, to have a temp suggest to somebody who is sick, who is disabled, who is X, Y, and Z, uh, well, it's not that bad. So you continue, you know, you know, chug along. Right. That's a whole thing. But anyway. Right, that, right, yeah. right. Yeah, no. Well, anybody dictating the the terms of the beginning or end i mean here's the thing is that like none of us being born had any choice about what the beginning was Mm going to look like okay you know i i'll say this too right because the ways that depression and uh Mm -hmm. suicidal ideation uh can can become a very regular component of the life of Mm -hmm. anybody with ms right it's your brain there's something right. going on mm-hmm. in your brain, right? And so signals that are getting sent may not be right. logical, right? And having to take the time, again, as I said, to do mm-hmm. that Da Vinci work, Da Vincian, I guess I would say, work to even ask oneself, am right. I actually depressed right now? Did anything happen? Is this situational? Is this is this just because uh-huh. I've been living with depression, or is this just MS? Is my brain right. just lying to me entirely? It will like mm-hmm. what is happening right now? As your one is who has to deal with that, right? If we're not addressing yeah. that basic level of what it is to be in the body of somebody who has this mm-hmm. kind of chronic condition, you know, we didn't have any choice about any of that. How would you think, though, that at the end of my life, that I've done all that, that it's not my choice 
at the end, right? Now, I'm not saying that I'm making any particular choice. I'm saying it's my choice. It's not your business. It's not the doctor. It's not the state's business. It's my choice. And if you know I'm terminal, I know I'm terminal. Okay, great. Now, the next things we're talking about are how, Mm -hmm. how would you like to die? Because that's really what we're talking about from that yep. point forward, right? Yeah. So I, you know, more, more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we get some of that. Last thing, and we just need to, and this is a whole different conversation, but we just need to normalize talking about death. Yeah, uh, my therapist told me about that shit. I hate. This. Yeah, we, we I, got to. I got to do, do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. It's life. It's, a, it's the part of life. only give the only one hundred percent reality. We're all going to die. That's a whole other concept. Yeah, a whole other thing. Ain't nobody getting out of line. Ain't nobody getting out of line. So therefore, we we need to talk about it. It's hard, but anyway, that that's a whole yeah. different conversation. Yeah. It's you, the you same know, conversation. It's the only it's the, the only one. certainty in life is death. That's just it. One time around. Yep. One time around. Mm-hmm. Count. Thanks for tuning in to the Myelin and Melanin podcast. You can find us online at myelinandmelanin.com as well as Instagram and Twitter at myelinmelanin. If you want to connect with Dana, me, directly, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at retrosoul underscore underscore. And well, hey, I'm on the Instagram too. Uh, and if you want to connect with me, uh, go ahead and reach out. I'm at El Caballo Negrito. Uh, Caballo is C-A-B-A-A-L for the monolingual. Uh, and that would be important if you want to find me on Twitter, which is just El Caballo Negro. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, hey, catch up with us next time. We're going to keep raising the tent. Bye.